This is Together, an Ada Bible Church podcast about the world of marriage, where we attempt to invite you to explore the ways marriage works and doesn't work. From practical ways of learning to biblical inspiration, we invite you to listen to other professionals and couples to help enrich your marriage. Here are your hosts, Samuel Jones and Dr. Kelly Bonnewell. Samuel, it's good to see you. Hey, good to see you too, Kelly. Yeah. Um, so I want to share something with you. Uh, I was thinking about this this past week. Um, does July 27 ring a bell to you? Possibly. Yeah. Does mm-hmm. it Does it ring a bell to you? It does, actually. Yeah. What is July 27? July 27th. Uh, like, are you like, is that your birthday? Or yeah, it's like my that? birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? yeah. I was thinking about this. July 27 of 2022 might have been my best day in 2022. Mm. And it's for two reasons. Uh, number one, you put together a golf outing for me for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And we had eight people there. Yeah, we did. And one of the other cool things about it, this isn't the second part, but uh, I golfed well. Um, <laughs> you did golf well. I remember that. <laughs> and uh, the, I only golfed twice, which is astonishing to me. I only golfed twice last year. And uh, two days later, I went and golfed and I golfed really bad. Mm. Um, that's what golf does. It humbles you. But um, we have a friend. There's a second reason why that day. And this this reason really kind of hits the spot with me. Um, and uh, we have a friend and she was there and her name is Diane Schroeder. Mm-hmm. And we get to interview Dan and Diane today on the podcast. Awesome. And I'll tell you why that was a really special day. And it also reminded me of how special Diane is. So after we golfed, you had left. Mm -hmm. And there was six of us. And we went into the clubhouse and we had um, some snacks and a beverage and uh, we were there for about 10, 15 minutes and then Diane just chimes in and she looks at the table and she says, Hey guys, uh, I want you guys to share how you've been impacted by Kelly. Mm. And, um, <laughs> number one, I do not like to be in the spotlight. <laughs> and, uh, and initially I'm like, Oh, Diane, I wish you wouldn't have done that. Um, but after, after all was said and done, it was one of the big reasons why I was so blessed because everybody just went around the table and blessed me. Mm. Even to that point, it hit me the other day that one of the things that we've changed about the podcast is one of the things we want our couples to do at the end is we want our couples to bless one another. Yeah. And that idea for I, that I had came from Diane. Wow. Because that was such a blessing to me that day. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, Dan, Diane, welcome to the podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. Great, Thanks, great to be here. <laughs> yeah. wow, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I know. That was a good story. <laughs> I'm a little teary-eyed already. <laughs> I, know. I did that on purpose, Diane. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. <laughs> so um, let's ease into this. So how long you guys been married? Uh, we've been married 31 years this October. Um, had our big 30 last year and uh, got two kids, 
Oddly enough, their names are Samuel and Kelly. So, <laughs> wow. So it kind of feels like a family meeting here. Isn't that awesome? Dan, are, you, are you serious? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our, wow. our daughter's name is Kelly and our son's name is Samuel. Now, I do have one <laughs> question for you. That's amazing. Why did you give Kelly a boy's name? Right? <laughs> and you guys spell it the same, too. K-E-L-L-Y. Wow. <sighs> yeah, 31 years. Uh, met in Tampa, Florida. Um, that's another story. I I'm assuming we'll have time for, but <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah. let's get to know you a little bit, Diane. Tell tell our listeners. So first off, Diane has already been on our podcast. Mm-hmm. So listeners, you got to go back mm-hmm. to season one. Season one. Wow. And that was when <laughs> during sure, lockdown. During yeah. lockdown, and we were recording remotely. Yes. And I went and briefly listened to it this morning, and it reminded me of how. <laughs> Those episodes didn't sound super great, <laughs> um, but Diane talked about um, affairs and trying to get through affairs within a marriage context. Mm. Because Diane, what do you do for a living? <laughs> I'm a licensed professional counselor and private practice here in Grand Rapids. Yay! Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and we didn't talk about um, affairs because Dan and I, you know, like I that's wanted, not, I wanted that disclaimer that's in not there. Our story, but <laughs> my eyes went. Whoa! Wait a minute. <laughs> Something here. <laughs> but, you know, just working with couples and helping them through that. Mm-hmm. And Dan, what do you do? I am a director of sales for a, a medical equipment company here in town. Mm-hmm. I've been with the same, the same group for 28 years. We've been different iterations of the company, but we're, uh, we're based in Marne and uh, love my job. That's awesome. 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 All right. Um, so maybe even tell us a little bit more. So you all have been attending uh, and serving at Ada Bible Church as well, right? Right, right. Um, maybe tell us a little bit about like some of the areas that you serve in and some of the things that kind of God is doing with your heart in that area. Sure, sure. Um, well, we moved here from Florida in 2003 with our little kids, four and six-year-old kids. So we were looking for a church and we were, um, it was recommended that we check out Ada Bible Church, and we've been here ever since. We've been members for almost 20 years. Wow. And our kids grew up in Discovery Village mm-hmm. and Lifeline, yeah. and that was just a great experience for them. And then we've done so many different things. We've, early on, we, we kind of, um, Diane and I were talking about this, we, we had a hard time moving from Florida to Michigan. Why? (laughs) Most people do it the opposite way, but, um, and end up in Florida, but no, we, we, uh, it was just a difficult move to change as much as we did. And and so we came here, we had a, uh, attended a small church, Mm -hmm. about 300 people. We helped start the church. We have great friends down there. So leaving that was hard. And then to come here and see how big Ada was, um, you know, kind of, um, shocked us in a way. So we first few years, we just hid in the pews and, and mm-hmm. were served by Ada. And mm-hmm. then as uh, time went on and our kids, you know, we became empty nesters. We went, we decided we want to give back and start serving more. So we've done some of the things, um, the marriage mentorship and the classes and um, what else? Yeah. Serving coffee. Now. I mean, I, I just love what you said there. And I want to circle back to how um, the size of Ada Bible Church was sure. really a blessing for us because of how big it was. We were used to being known if we missed church before in our church home in Florida, everyone would ask, where were you? What Are happened? You okay? well, how, yeah. Exactly. We'd <laughs> yeah. get phone calls. 
And so even though it was strange and wonderful to come here, we were able to grieve in the pew um, mm-hmm. and to allow God to work uh, in our hearts and give mm-hmm. us the strength to kind of carry um, carry that burden and to work through that burden of moving and leaving all of our friends and um, our church behind. So um, the beauty of the of the size of the church really did serve what we needed at that time. And then how program rich the church was for everything we needed, you know, small groups, Bible studies, children's programs, mission trips. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were able to kind of select from the buffet of choices. And mm-hmm. that's always just been a fabulous um, plus for us here at the church. And so we've throughout our marriage and our season here, we've done all sorts of things. Discovery Village. At one point, we were wrangling two-year-olds together with our kids when our kids were in middle school. And we were, you, you've helped with men's ministry here, Dan, mm-hmm. and I've served in women's ministry. And then we kind of moved over to marriage mentoring and marriage classes. And then now we're kind of reinventing what that looks like post-COVID. Yeah. And we're serving on the coffee team. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. fun. That's so we're fun. doing hospitality and then we're still, uh, we still have our toe in the water of the marriage ministry yeah. and mentoring. We have some of our, um, we, we've mentored one-on-one with a few of the couples and individually with the wives and husbands. So that's been, that's been a good um, continuation of what we did for the, with the classes. That's awesome. And, and then we were talking about how we've benefited from that personally Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> getting into the material, learning the material, we applying. A lot. Uh, you we know, had, just, we had to stop and step back and go. Wait, we don't know how to communicate, and we're supposed to teach this <laughs> on Sunday. We better figure this out. So it was it was good, uh, a, a good session of of really understanding each other more. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And then you know we've received mentoring before, and so we've we've really felt led to give back. Because mm-hmm. we have two couples in our early marriage that really helped us along. So, yeah. yeah, we just really believe in all of that. Listen, and speaking of early marriage, let's, let's, that's a great transition to like the beginning of all this for you two. Like, maybe let's tell our listeners a little bit about how you kind of met and fell in love a little bit. What's, what's the story around that? <laughs> from that's a true story. Okay, well. well there's, um, you know, we met on April 21st, 1991. We both really celebrate that day almost more than our wedding anniversary, just because that was such a cool um, experience and really meaningful. But we, you know, we were older, so um, late 20s, 20, early 30s. 29 and 30. Yeah, right? yeah. And um, so, and we were professionals working, um had quite a, you know, we had dating history, right? Like we had been through a, a fair amount of, um, you know, ups and downs with, with bad, bad um, experiences and some good ones in there. But, you know, we were both really kind of sick of dating when we met and we were both in the same mindset of, all right, that's it. You know, we're just not going to do this. We're done. So we were both kind of taking a break from dating and then it was spring break week and we were both living in Tampa, Florida at the time. And my sisters came down for spring break and then his buddies came I down had, for spring I break. Had three, three buddies and you had two sisters and a friend. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so and we had been all over the place at the beach boating. I had a boat at the time and 
We had been to every event, you know, the Jose Cuervo volleyball tournament on Clearwater Beach and just, you know, all the things that you do. And um, my sisters are younger than me. And so they had all this energy and I was just, I was just wiped so out. So it was, it was a Sunday night. It was mm-hmm. the last night. Everybody was fried. Sure. But all the guests wanted to go out. So I, I, I had no idea. And I thought, oh, there's a reggae night on Sunday. And Diane is on the other side of the bay thinking the same thing. Where am I going to take so, these girls? You know, I'm so tired. Okay. They're all leaving tomorrow. I can't wait for them to leave, but they all want to go out. Uh-huh. I go, okay, I'll go out. I didn't put on any makeup. I didn't do my hair. I'm like, that's it. We had just gone boating. I got off the boat and we all went out. So we went to this reggae joint and, um, you know, back in the nineties, there was no internet and no, I mean, you had like, <laughs> that was our social media. Yeah, exactly. There's no social media and no, we did have personal ads. If you remember those, then you are in our age group and we love you. But you know, <laughs> I was always too afraid to do that. So similar to like an app, if you swipe, what is it? You swipe right. Yeah. And that's somebody you like ah. and you swipe left. So the girls and I were at, at the hangout spot and in walks Dan and his buddies and now you can't see Dan, but he's a handsome six foot four and Tim is six foot seven. Paul's six, four. Um, Chris is six, two, like all these guys walk in and I noticed him right away because I'm tall and I, I nudge my sisters. I go, look at those guys, check them out. They're all really cute. <laughs> and Dan and I met eyes from across the room. She walked by and I went, Oh, I need to know her. Yeah, so he stopped me and said hello and offered to buy me a drink. And that was how we started. <laughs> and then all the the whole gang got together. Yeah, we the had two just groups. A blast we had so much fun. All night. Wow. And then we took them to the airport in the mornings and we we were the only ones standing. <laughs> and looking at each other, well, that was fun. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. And we, we were the only and, ones who lived there. But we were reluctantly date. We weren't dating. We kept saying we're not dating. We did the whole, we're not going to make it official thing. So we just would like play tennis. We now. would, you we're know, just have be friends. fun. Mm. But we didn't really want to commit. And the more we did that and just became friends, the more we fell in love. But there was instant chemistry. Yeah, like we were sure. so like... <clears throat> Sure. I, we were gun shy, but we were like, oh gosh, this is really kind of in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So How long did it take you to get to uh, the what are we question? Right. Mm. Not long. A couple months. Yeah, it was huh? pretty quick. I think I was ready. We saw each other every day. <laughs> we, <laughs> we just lived like a couple of miles apart. Mm-hmm. You came back um, the next day after the night we met and you said, we only live 3.2 miles apart. I thought that was so cute. Wow. So for you all, okay, so there's this this basically dating casually that you're connecting, seeing each other. Dan's like, this is it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what did that moment of deeper commitment or connection look like for you two? What was that, that spark or that thing that said, okay, we're taking this to a next level? Well, it, uh, it kind of centered around, we, we as we got to know each other, we really shared um, a lot of deep, thoughts and goals and dreams and everything. And, and part of that um, was our faith. Mm. And I didn't really have, I went to church as a, as a kid and I kind of drifted after high school and really didn't, hadn't gone back to church. Um, so I, I was curious and Diane, when I met her was going to church um, on a regular basis. So I was, and you invited me. Mm-hmm. So she invited me and I said, sure. Nobody else has in the last 20 years. So, um, 
I went to her church and we started really talking about, um, you know, where we are with our faith. And I really, I really asked her a lot of questions. I really mm-hmm. wanted to learn from her. So, you want to yeah, I mean, we were, there. we were super compatible. We had the same values. We were very attracted to each other. There was a lot of chemistry, a lot of sparks were flying. And we started talking about longer term, what does this look like? Do we want to spend, you know, do, do we want to, you know, go the distance here. And we both wanted kids. We both wanted to achieve and be productive. And we had um, good relationships with our families. Family was really important. So we had a lot in common, a lot of shared values, a lot of shared goals, but we were um, not unified with faith. Mm. So when you started asking like, Hey, do you want to get married? someday or someday soon, I said, no, I said, no, I, I don't think so because I don't want to get married and not be together on this. Mm-hmm. So this was that bump in the road moment yes, for you. Too. Right. For sure. Yeah, right. For sure. And, and, and we really were like, okay, um, we can still date. Yeah. Like we were not, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a deal breaker. It wasn't like we were going to break up. It but, was just, um, Diane, you know, made it clear that um, she wanted to be aligned in faith. And I really still didn't really know what that meant. So, And um, you weren't going to just make a decision to do that because right. I wanted you to, right. which and I that's, respected. That's what I told her. I said, well, I'm not just going to do that just yeah. because it'll get us closer to marriage. I, so I just wanted it to, I didn't know how that worked. Um, I just wanted to um, do it on my own terms, mm-hmm. I guess. And I was okay with that. Like, so we were kind of in a holding pattern, you know, I'm not going to put any pressure on you, Dan. You, it's, I'm, I'm okay with you doubting and searching and I trust God. You know, I knew he, he had a plan and it was going to work out, but I was willing to put the brakes on it. And primarily because I had seen other couples who didn't hold out for that. And then, you know, their marriage would be in conflict or, um, you know, I've seen women make the mistake of, oh, well, he'll change. Or mm-hmm. even guys who have said, oh, she'll change. But I was willing to wait, you know, until you got there or not. You know, and it it would be a turning point if you didn't. And it would be, let's get married if you did. And Dan, what was that turning point for you? So for me, um, it was an interesting story. So we had uh, a group of friends that we hung out with and one of them her name was Dee and she is just a great girl. And we one night um, found out she just passed away. She had a congenital heart issue and, and died. She's 25 years old. And so we went to the funeral and I didn't realize how much of a strong Christian she was. And I really didn't, didn't understand that about her. And I went to this funeral and it was like something I'd never seen. People were of course grieving, but they were also um, so confident in knowing where she was. And I just heard testimony of her, of Dee, and um, how she touched people's lives and how um, just that confidence of everybody knows where she's going and they know where they're going. And so after that, I came home and asked Diane a lot of questions and I realized I don't know where I'm going. So mm. she, um, I accepted Christ through her at that time. So mm-hmm. very cool. Very and it was cool. super weird too, because I've n- never been like, okay, let's pray and let's do the, you know, 
whole the sinner's um, prayer that's it yes <laughs> and i'd never done that before and um that night we were both just so touched by her her death and dan was so vulnerable and i just said well if you want to pray with me i we can you can accept christ right now and you know then you'll know where you're going so really it wasn't about us getting married it was about Dan making a commitment mm-hmm. and a and a true like turning over of his life and so that he would know where he would spend eternity because I said well I know where I'm going and I'm going to be with her mm-hmm. so you know if you want to come with me um and he said okay and so we leaned we knelt down in my apartment and we we're both bawling our eyes out <laughs> and we said this little prayer together and I think we got engaged about a month later Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That's amazing. So you're, so you're both telling me then that, um, for all of our listeners meeting on spring break can lead to salvation (laughs) and love (laughs) and marriage. This is amazing. (laughs) A lot of fun. It's the non-traditional path. (laughs) That's awesome. God knows what he's doing. Doesn't have to be a straight line. Yeah. That's awesome. Doesn't have to be a straight line. I like that. So, um, Mm -hmm. You have a beautiful story of how you met and you've got 31 years behind you and, um, but marriage is challenging, right? It's not. Oh it's no, not it's a, a piece of cake. It's <laughs> not, it's not a straight line. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, one of the things we always hit on is there's challenges in marriage. So what was a challenge or two that you guys had to navigate in your marriage? Mm. All right. I'll, I'll pick one. Okay. Um, Probably early on, we decided um, that Diane was going to stay home at that time with Kelly, our daughter. Um, she had a career. She was doing great. And, um, you know, we went from dual income to, to single. And we decided that stay-at-home mom is the way to go for this. So that was challenging. We had to change everything we did financially and really get um, mm-hmm. uh, strict with um, the income and the budgeting and all those things. And um well, because we yeah. didn't plan ahead, really, for right. me quitting. The plan was I was always going to stay in the corporate environment, and we were going to get a nanny, and that just really shifted for us. And we had women in our church that were career women who were educated and professional who were taking breaks from work so they could raise their kids. So we had really good role models at the time. So we were just kind of spinning, going, okay, I guess we can do that. So we were not, we didn't do the whole Dave Ramsey save, you know, one income and you can live on one or no, we just kind of all of a sudden decided. (laughs) So we had to get real. It was was hard because we were used to traveling and and just leaving spending, spending. So, Mm -hmm. but it was a good foundation to, for the rest of our marriage that we got into that discipline Mm -hmm. at that time and, and learned how to. Um, to make it work. And, uh, you know, the theme through our marriage, I think, is when, we, when we've run through those, run across those situations, we, if we really get together as a team and really focus on it, we seem to get through those tough times. Mm-hmm. And that's come up countless times. Mm-hmm. Love that. Dan, sure. do you have another one? Well, I'll just add to, um, you know, the financial thing, I was really used to having as much money as I ever wanted. And then all of a sudden I became kind of beholden to Dan and he kind of became the financial um, wizard of our relationship. And I, we would sit down every week and go over it. And I, those conversations, those meetings were never fun. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, we would always, it was filled with tension and we were just, um, just hack it, hack away at, you know, how do we change our lives so that you can be home? And, um, yeah, I was, I was very stubborn at the time and Dan just was very steady and we prayed about it every time we'd like lay out the budget on the kitchen table and go, okay, God, help us with spending. <laughs> you know, Neither we, one of us wanted to we sit didn't there and do that. Do it, but we, we did, did it. it. <laughs> and um, I mean, you, you have so many stories, Dan, where God just went boink and provided oh, yeah. money. When, I, it, during that time too, I quit my job and um, started a business in full commission. I was a manufacturer's rep. So there were times where I didn't <clears> tell <throat> Diane we were down to $500. Um, but then I would get a commission check mm-hmm. or big sale or, you know, some opportunity would pop up. Um, that happened multiple times when yeah. I thought we were on the, on the edge. And then uh, I had a girlfriend who her kids were like a year older than our kids and she would drop off bags of brand new clothes with the tags mm. on them. Wow. You know, mm. just amazing, you know, how much. And then that kind of helped me relax. Like, okay, we're going to be okay. We're going to mm-hmm. make it through this. And over the years, we still meet. Um, pretty regularly about money. We still money. do that. It's, it's, yeah, we still do that after 30 years. We are still trying to figure out how to Good for manage, you. manage money. Yeah. Good and, for you. Yeah. And the budget became kind of a third person mm-hmm. or actually a fourth person. Cause it's God, you, me and the budget. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we'd always say, well, ask the budget. And then we even talk, taught our kids, you know, like, Oh, we got to check the budget. Yeah. You know, the budget is a, a family member. <laughs> so That's great. What does the budget have to say about this? Yeah. You know, That's and wise. so we would always try to live beneath our means. And wow, that has been, and it hasn't always been easy, right? That it's been mm-hmm. a, there've been ups and downs with all of that, but it's been a really good discipline. So Diane, what's that other challenge? Well, yeah, we thought about this one a lot before coming in, whether to share this or not. But um, so a big period of time for our marriage that probably was one of the worst times is when I was going through a season of depression and it's even hard to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the weird thing was, is that I really was kind of the accidental stay at home mom. Mm. And it took me probably five years to adjust to being in that role And so then we moved here and um, we started over and then the kids went into elementary school full time, you know, gone all day. Dan was traveling quite a bit at that time and I was really isolated. So I didn't really know what to do with myself and I began kind of retreating and pulling back from um, church and I stopped going to Bible study and I stopped volunteering at the school and I just became small. Like my kids and my husband's world began to get bigger and bigger and my world began just shrinking. Yeah. And so you kind of lost your identity. I did. Yeah. I didn't really, I never really wanted to be an at-home mom and I kind of did it reluctantly. And um, so I really struggled with that role. But I mean, I think, it was a good, we, we don't regret the decision, but it was a big challenge. And so then I was thinking, okay, now what do I do with myself? And I didn't have a purpose. I didn't have an identity outside of you guys. 
the kids and my husband. So um, I slipped into pretty core, pretty deep depression of days on end on the couch. And um, I didn't tell anyone what was happening. And I didn't really know. I, I knew <clears throat> and I she hid wasn't it from any you. fun. I hid it from you. She was, she was not fun to be around for mm-hmm. a while. So, and, and I, I traveled a lot. I was irritated so I and um, frustrated. So my depressive symptomology expressed itself in kind of anger and frustration and mm-hmm. irritability. And I didn't know what was happening to me. Like I didn't know what was wrong. Um, and then I finally admitted it to you and you didn't accept it very well. You didn't know what to do with me. And I was expecting you to fix me. Like here, <laughs> I finally confessed. I finally told you how bad it is and how worried I am. And you didn't have the skill set and the understanding. No, and I, I had I a really... I wasn't familiar with any of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. And I had a very high expectation of him. You know, I thought, well, he's supposed to fix me. Mm. And so <clears throat> that went on longer than it should have. Um, and that's that story, that part of my story is one of the reasons I became a counselor because um, of the help I received and how um, important it was for my recovery. And so part of that recovery was counseling. So I did go to therapy. I started reading books. Um, I also let my husband off the hook. You know, I realized um, that he can't fix me. And that was pretty much a divine intervention. And do you want to tell him why, what you did? Remember? No, what did I do? Oh, I prayed about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what to do. So all all I could do was pray about it. Um, And um, I didn't know what she was going through. So I'm a (laughs) non-confronter. So as we talked about person, we'll talk about personality changes or uh, differences. I'm completely, I don't confront. And Diane's from a family that confronts. So Mm. Um, you retreated. I retreated. Yeah. And uh, she's taught me not to do that these days. But at that time, I would just, I don't know what's wrong and I don't know how to fix it. So the only thing I knew how to do is pray about it. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you didn't tell me. So we've, no. we talked about this um, also recently. You didn't share with me that you were praying for me. No. So it wasn't like patronizing, oh, I'm praying for you, honey. No, mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. took to your knees and you really asked God for, for help and mm-hmm. to help me in particular. I don't think I'd realized how serious it was. Mm-hmm. So at that time I was, I was trying to figure it out and I really, that I have some of the most spiritual experiences I've ever had um, where God really met me. Wow. Diane, Dan, um, this is uh, maybe one of the most, intimate and vulnerable that a couple has been on the podcast, but this is why we do it because there's somebody listening out there who was in your situation, Diane, or in your situation, Dan, in terms of not knowing what to do. And this is why we share these stories um, because sharing our stories can be so powerful because you realize, oh, this has happened to somebody else and I'm not the only one. Because that's kind of what the enemy wants to do in our lives. You're the only one. Mm-hmm. And uh, But you have a cool story how you got through that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and I mean, I did feel like I was the only one 
or that no one else was going through this or no one else understood me. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I do believe God answered Dan's prayers and I well, heard from going, the Lord. Going to school, right? And I, I started figuring it out, you know, all right, I need to find female friends who can handle the stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. and I need a therapist. So I got a therapist and then I, then I had to figure out my purpose. And so I heard an ad on the radio, um, driving around on 91.3 WCSG, shout out to Cornerstone. <laughs> and uh, I thought, oh, I can go to, cl- to college. I can go to classes. Mm. And so I started taking night classes. Because you had and, never finished your bachelor's. Yeah, yeah, I always wanted to complete my bachelor's. I thought, okay, well, that's something I can do. And at this point, how old are you? Oh, 46. See, this is what I love about <laughs> your story. <sighs> You You're were never 40, too old, baby. You were 46 years old at that point. <laughs> How old were the kids? The kids, yeah, were, kids in, were in elementary <clears throat> school. So, like, it was all through high school. Fourth she grade was doing and sixth homework. grade. Wow. While well, they were, too. Yeah. So, I started taking one class at a time um, just to get my brain working again and just to, you know, with the goal of, I just want to get my degree. I don't know why. I'm just going to do it. And then um, my professors were licensed counselors and teaching psychology classes. And the first class, first psychology class I stepped into, I thought, this is it. Mm. I love this stuff. Then I was also kind of on a, you know, listening tour, seeking tour and Kelly Bonniewell over here. I looked him up on the Ada Bible website and I saw, oh, he's a licensed counselor and a PhD psychologist and he works for the church. What the heck's up with this guy? So I emailed you and the tagline was, can I pick your brain? And so I came and met with you and you really coached me and you said, you need to get your master's degree. And I went, oh, okay. So I left that meeting thinking, oh no, I have to keep going. I have to go to school for three, four more years. Oh my gosh. So all told, um, my education took nine years. And so I will never forget that meeting. I will never forget that meeting. meeting It was pretty cool. Yeah. And we ran into each other a couple yeah, times. Yeah. And Samuel and I, you and I were in some classes together <laughs> yeah, at yeah. seminary. Yep. So, yeah, and I, we didn't go, Samuel, you and I didn't just go to get a master's. We went to seminary yes. and got our master's. So we did an extra 36 credits you got it. in biblical studies. We didn't just do the counseling. We you did, we it. went 72 hours. But um, so, yeah, so that was a great journey. And through that, I, knew I wanted to start a private practice and seven years ago I opened my practice. Yeah. And, and, here you're, we are. Doing, and you're doing amazing, amazing and doing amazing work. And thank you. Um, and again and again and again, thank you for sharing that story. Um, uh, so, but now you're empty nesters. Yeah. Just like yeah. me and Julie. Living the dream. Um, yeah. What did you do to re- rediscover that passion for your marriage? Cause again, there's a lot of empty nesters out there who are kind of going, Okay, where do we go from here? Right. Yeah, well, I think we we were intentional early on. I think with looking ahead was important to the kids are going to be gone um, and we are going to be standing here looking at each other. We better like each other. (laughs) We better, you know, have fun. We've always had fun. We just were um, looking for uh, just stay connected. I think we took up golf as mm-hmm. you spoke about earlier. And we lo- that's my favorite thing to do with Diana's golf. Mm-hmm. We love Unfortunately, it. Yeah. there's only three months out of the year we can do that. But, <laughs> um, you know, just, we like 
just keep dating, um, make time for each other. We, um, go grab dinner and go travel together. We've been traveling more. We're going to Nashville tomorrow or I'm going and Diane's joining me at the end of the week. Um, so more travel, just really be intentional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we did that even when the kids were around, right? We Mm -hmm. thought, okay, we could pour everything we have into the kids or we can also stay connected. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. You referenced it, Dan, personality differences. Mm. You guys are very different. Oh, um, we're complete e- opposite. Even <laughs> just sitting with you guys, you're very different. <laughs> and again, Samuel and I have done a couple mm. podcasts in the back where we talk about, you know, personality differences in marriage are a good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I'm doing premarital counseling, I want to see couples who are different. And mm. uh, you guys are definitely that. So how have you navigated that and how are you different? And wow. Well, yeah. We've taken all the tests. They, don't, they, <laughs> yeah. they all come back the same. Yeah, well, they, we're, we're on complete we're opposite. Complete I'm, a, I'm an introvert. Opposite. She's an extrovert. I'm, she's a confronter. I'm not a confronter. Um, but I'm very social. I want to go people, do things, meet people. You know, she needs explore. to be, she's like a, a racehorse at the gate ready to go. <laughs> and if I'm around the people too long, it exhausts me and I have to regroup. Yeah. So, but we make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think one, one area um, we're talking about confronting is we talked a little bit before where we, if we would get in an argument, my natural bent would be to just leave, go to the basement or the garage or go golf or clean the yard or something. And Diane, she came from a large family that, that, you know, had to fight for themselves. So <laughs> I came from a small family and we were pretty quiet, so we didn't have confrontation. Um, so I finally realized with her urging that it, it doesn't go away if you walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we worked out things where if we're into an argument or a discussion, um, it's just much, much better to, to hit it head on and, and work it through with each other. Um, so that's one way I've kind of changed from my natural bent to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's just been a lot of give and take over the years. We, you traveled quite a bit in the beginning. And so you'd come in from the oh, road yeah, right. and I would be ready to just, you could see like the scratch marks on the wall. Like I've been climbing the walls while you've been gone with these two <laughs> little kids. Right. And like, here, take me out. Let's go out for dinner. And I've been out three nights in a row. And he's had, you know, dinners. meals in restaurants every night. And I've been trying to feed the kids and keep it going at home. And I just need to go out. And so we've, we have signals there. Like you'll, we'll check in with each other. And I understand Dan sometimes can't do that. And he's fine. Like we're both very independent. So he's okay with me going out. So, okay, you can just go out. And in the beginning that was that there were conflicts with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet we, we met each other there, right? Like the teamwork dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I think we just do check-ins, you know, just, all right, are you up for it Friday night or, mm-hmm. or, or not? And, um, we used to have jokes. You, you that, don't volunteer me anymore. No, I used to, and Dan, <laughs> put his foot down early on. I cannot make a commitment without checking in first and that's okay. It doesn't mean he doesn't like me or doesn't want to be spend time with me. Did she ask you if I would do this? 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so even this podcast is something that I couldn't wait to do. And Dan had, you know, we had to talk about it first. I like it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So kind of seeing, you know, that you do value each other in your differences. um, Are there any other like major tips or things that you would share with our listeners that you would Mm -hmm. say, yeah, these are some other things you should kind of watch out for um, in regards to your personalities and engaging each other. For sure. Um, hmm. You want to start with that, Dan? Um, Well, I think you get in, you get into um, situations where you put, not that it's bad to put the kids first, but as you're, as you grow, you have to realize that you were here first, the two of you, and you need to mm. maintain that. So good. Um, and, um, you know, have a healthy, a healthy boundary there or, or a way to, um, just stay connected. Uh, that's one of them. Yeah. You just want to build in, um, kind of a natural rhythm. So once a month, at least, and I mean, when the kids were little, we went on date night every week, even if we were in conflict. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes just go to a movie and hold each other's hand or don't even talk, you know, just go out, get out of the house. Um, to, parenting's hard. I mean, that was a stressful time for remember us. Remember to make, you know, the little things, make things special now and then and flowers, Diane loves flowers. I so. love flowers. <laughs> and you're so good at giving me flowers. But I think, um, you know, if we're not intentional about staying connected, then you're going to end up disconnected. So what does that look like? And every couple is different, but um, for us, we just really um, enjoy talking to each other, mm-hmm. you know, and connecting and, and checking in. We always, we even now do this. Um, when the kids were little, we had read it in a book somewhere about, it's called couch time. So it was, and the kids knew when, when mom and dad are in the co- on the couch at the end of the day that we're having couch time and they wouldn't interrupt us. We got them to learn that. And that was when our, our, our little time to connect. So even now we say, you know, when we, we feel when it's lacking or mm-hmm. it's uh, time for couch time, let's just sit down mm-hmm. and catch up. So, cause it's easy to just keep going and, and pass each other and, uh, get in get a rut. Busy and, yeah. And pretty soon you're disconnected. And staying curious, right? Just yeah. open and curious about your partner, um, your partner's inner world, what makes them tick, what, um, you know, get, get creative because it's easy to be kind of stuck in a rut and a habit of, you know, we come home, we have dinner, we watch Netflix and we go to bed. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of rinse, wash, repeat, right? And we can get lazy and kind of stuck. So asking questions like, what was the most exciting experience for you this week? Um, and what was the most challenging? What's the most challenging thing for you right now? Like, what are, what's it like to be you? You know, mm-hmm. what are you going through? And um, really listen, you know, mm-hmm. to your partner and understand them. Because through the lifespan, we've learned that we change. You know, we're mm-hmm. not the same we, we like to think we're the same person we were on April 21st, 1991, <laughs> but there's wrinkles and there's health issues and there's, you know, aging parents and raising adults. Parenting adults is a whole different game. And, you know, we, um, we don't, we're not the same as we were mm-hmm. and we change. 
So what are you doing to be a student of your spouse? Mm -hmm. So good. How are you connecting and how are you remaining curious? I love your story. Mm -hmm. And uh, to kind of wind things down, one of the things that we can do, I think, I know I do it. We can take our spouse for granted. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't see them in 3D. We see them Mm -hmm. in 2D. And uh, we like to end our podcast, as I mentioned earlier, of just giving you guys a time to kind of bless one another. So, like, what is a couple things that you, you know, and Dan, why don't you go first? What's some things you love about Diane and tell her? All right. Well, we we did talk about this a little bit, and you, you actually hit on it. Kelly, in your intro, that I've always said, as an introvert, Diane brings brings out the best in me. So she gets me to do things I normally wouldn't do. Um, like you use that story of her asking that question. Um, there's so many times where, and I'll use the podcast as an example, like... <laughs> Where she'll go, we're going to do this podcast. And then my first, I didn't say this out loud, but my first thought was, I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> but um, no, she's a great salesperson. So she's sold me on a lot of things that I'm glad I bought. Um, but yeah, she, she gets me to do things. She encourages me to do things I normally wouldn't do. And I'm always... 99% of the time happy that I did it and my life's more fulfilled because of it. And, um, she's just, she's encouraging. Uh, I've gone through ups and downs in career and, and, uh, she's always encouraging. Um, so I love that about her. Um, uh, Dan, what about you? <laughs> I'm sitting here, you know, just really kind of touched. So thank you for sharing that, Dan. Um, Well, one of the things we said about our relationship that we really love right now is that we're both open to adventure. We're both open to growth. We we're not stagnating. Um, We're, you know, wanting to experience new things. So, you know, I think we both are that way. And you challenge me, Dan, to do things that I probably wouldn't want to do. Like we sold our home during COVID and um, lived in an apartment during lockdown And that was all about, you know, the future and what our kind of golden years are going to look like. So preparing for that. And you encourage me to think of the future. I'm much more present minded than kind of future minded. So I love that about you. And um, I absolutely love watching you as a dad with our kids and how much our kids absolutely admire and adore you. Um, Just really fills me up a lot. And I just think it's super hot. (laughs) so that's cool too so yeah so um you know everybody loves dan schroeder Mm -hmm. you really are um the real deal and i'm so appreciative of you you. i would say the same of you yeah thank you dan diane thank y'all thank you so much for being vulnerable to share your story Mm -hmm. um <clears throat> as I listen, I'm getting choked up. Wait a minute. Um, um, as I think about just the lifespan, I love that word, the lifespan mm-hmm. of your relationship, the lifespan of just your love for each other, um, from meeting on spring break to um, just the ups and downs of life and motherhood and work. Um, there's so much wealth um, in your story. Um, and I know our listeners, as much as me and Kelly have been touched by it. And again, we just want to say thank you for sharing that. 
Mm-hmm. Thank you, yeah. guys. Thank, Thank you. you. It's been a privilege. Yeah. So, listeners, you've got a chance to hear Dan and Diane. Um, if you resonate with any parts of their story, don't forget to email us at care at adabible.org. Um, maybe you heard something that just hit you and you want to talk about it and you need to reach out. You can email us at the email address. Um, and so, for together, for Dan and Kelly and Rachel, um, we'd love to hopefully help you tune into us again. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Together. We hope you've learned a thing or two. If you find the podcast helpful, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your listening platform. Leave a comment and give us a five-star rating. If you'd like more information on Ada Bible Church and its ministries, or someone to pray or dialogue with about your marriage, go online and check out our website at adabible.org.